I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chiseled on your tombstone. of not having a producer I have to micromanage here. No, I know how that goes. <laughs> I know I hate these assholes that are like, oh, our producer. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. Let me I get know. that to my editor. Yeah. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up till two in the morning doing this shit. What are you guys doing? Right? Yeah. Just the talent. I know. <laughs> I'm on Spotify browsing through music to try and pick some song that no one's going to fucking listen to anyways. <laughs> but it has to goddamn be perfect. <laughs> That's right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. This is the 24th episode and our first episode of 2019. This is your host, Paul, and with me, as always, is Marco. What's going on, bud? What's up, man? Happy New Year. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I, uh, I don't think I talked to you officially since the New Year started, no. but... Uh... Just uh, still under our uh, hangover of the Krampus movies. <laughs> and, uh, I, I just really couldn't get, you know, wait to get into, like, you know the next few things that we've been talking about i'm like yes palate cleansing let's go let's do this you know we're, we're gonna get guests on i i can't wait yeah yeah well that was all the hangover i needed because uh i don't <laughs> i don't i don't drink anyway so i yeah, i didn't too. get drunk from new year's eve but i still might have been a little buzzed from those movies yeah so but uh He's before we... swearing off to them until next year right? yeah more crap is moved until this year right? that's right uh, before we talk about what we're doing tonight, why don't we bring on our guest that we have with us, and you may know him from his show, The Padded Room Podcast, or if not, then you should check him out on The Padded Room Podcast, and that is Darian Brock. What's going on? Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Hey, good. Good, man. Welcome, welcome. Am, am, I, am I your palate cleanser? Is that what I'm doing here? Yes. Uh, sort wow. of. A, a slump buster? Yeah, that's a big responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm up to this, guys. Mm-hmm. i got to be honest with you. Well, yeah. I mean... But what, from where we came from, I mean, it's not it's not a hard job, but uh, you know, guilty. <laughs> sure, all sure. right, I'm into it. Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, the theme we're going here now, that the direction we're taking here is that we wanted to start to really ramp up and and conclude our list of 2018 movies because anyone who 
had been listening back to this time last year, we did, we were just kind of starting the podcast and we did our best of the year in February. And I thought just to kind of be different, we'll just keep doing it in February. So (laughs) all through January, we're going to be doing a lot of shows based on 2018 releases. A lot of it is going to be stuff we hadn't seen and that a lot of people seem to really love. So we picked two movies that are frequently coming up in people's top 10s and 15s and 20s and whatever. And those two movies are Mandy and what's the other one? Oh, Upgrade. Up, upgrade. Sorry. Upgrade. I, I keep wanting to say Revenge because we're also going to do Revenge and the theme right, of right. the show is Revenge. So <laughs> it's all, right, yeah. it's all fucking it's twisted up. So yes, this is a Revenge theme episode, but we are not covering Revenge yet. Not yet. No. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so I thought this was kind of a a good pair because not only are these high-rated movies by a lot of people, but they they have sort of this similar theme, but they're both such different movies. Yeah. So there's there's kind of a lot to talk about with these. Uh, Darian, what's your your info on, on these two movies? Have they been on your radar? Did you have any planned of seeing these before this or anything? You know, I watched Mandy, uh, not because of any special reason, but because I'd heard rumors of something called the Cheddar Goblin. Everybody was raving uh-huh. about the, the, the goddamn Cheddar Goblin. Yes. So I watched Mandy, and I'm like, I'm looking for a fucking goblin, apparently, and I didn't see one. So I go back on the internet, and I'm like, what? I just watched the whole movie. I don't know anything about a goddamn goblin. Yeah, what are you and fucking I talking find about? Out it's that, yeah, the stupid fucking commercial right in the middle of the movie. Yeah. 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 You, you get to see like 18 seconds of it. I know. Everybody's right. raving about the goddamn cheddar goblin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought the same thing, because everyone is making this big fuss about how this thing is so awesome. And don't get yeah. me wrong, I, I love seeing... A, a small gremlin type character throwing up macaroni and cheese on children's heads <laughs> just as much as the next guy does but yeah it's only like 18 seconds of it you you totally it, called it, that yeah man uh i mean it's great i've after i figured out what it was i went back and watched it again and i was like oh, yeah, that's pretty cool but uh there's another hour and 27 minutes behind this movie that is it's it's fine it's all, all right, right. <laughs> sure and what about upgrade had you heard of that one or had any plans to check I, that one out or I actually just finished Upgrade for the first time about uh, 10 minutes before you called me. So oh, I wow, had nice. heard of it. I just hadn't had a chance to watch it yet, but I'm glad I did. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Sure, sure. Now, um, what, you know, because you and I had sort of just met recently, and I just started kind of following your podcast and listening to a few episodes, which I'm pretty sure the ones that I listened to, you are not covering some of your favorite movies. So uh, no. unless Bunny the Killer no. Thing or Monstroid... Are your favorite movies? <laughs> no, God damn it! We did we did this this ridiculous Patreon thing where people can pay us, and then we they we let them pick the theme of the month. Okay. So our, our good friend Lance decided he wanted to piss off one of my co-hosts, so we had a mm. piss Monica off month where he just picked movies that he knew she would hate. <laughs> and right now somebody paid us, so we're doing a public domain month, ah, which okay. we are we are not off to a good start, gentlemen. We started off with Monstroid from <laughs> 1979. It is a, it is not good. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I just listened I to that one you. today, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. And um, what 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 are some of your favorite horror movies or some of the I guess the subgenres that you you lean towards and you like more of the actiony type of stuff or the haunted ghost slow burn type stuff or 
You know, I'm a, I'm a zombie apocalypse guy. I think oh, nice, nice. first, first and foremost, I do love a good ghost story. I feel like those, um, they kind of break the uh, suspension of disbelief a little bit. And those are, sure. those are the ones, if you ask me, they're the ones that stay with you, you know, cause I yeah. mean, we've, we've all seen thousands of horror movies at this point. We're not really scared by any of this shit. We're watching it more just for entertainment, but mm -hmm. a good ghost story will wait until you're walking to your car through a dark parking lot and that's when it gets you and that's yeah. what i that, that's what i still enjoy about horror movies you know it's that uh you know ghosts probably not but people have seen them and they might be real and there might be one right behind me right now yeah. i don't fucking know it's always right. that unknown possibility what if scenario you know yeah, like, that's exactly right. right you're laying there you hear a noise like ah it, nah, forget it. it no, nah, it's not a good one. Those yeah. aren't real, right? They're not real, right? right? No, yeah. no. So. Tony Collette is definitely not about to douse me with uh, flammable oh, fluid. No yes. fucking way. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, have, have covered our share of the zombie apocalypse as well. We're definitely fans of that. And, you know, there's still a lot of good stuff coming out in between all of the typical run-of-the-mill stuff that's coming out. So yeah, I, totally. I feel like the genre is definitely not dead. No way. Not even close. Even mm -hmm. if it's dead, it comes back, you know, like every 10 sure, years sure. or so. Like the like the subgenres of every horror franchise kinds of resurfaces, like they'll have a you know cluster of zombies. And all of a sudden vampires, you'll have like 10 movies of vampires or two, three years of that in. And then, of course, Ghost, ghost you know, comes right back. And right. Then another, you know, paranormal type movie will come out and it'll be a big craze again. So it's, it's a continuous revolving door. Sure, yeah, sure. absolutely. What, uh, what would you say somebody like your your favorite movies or, or maybe favorite things you've seen in the last few years or anything like that would be? Well, my favorite horror movie of all time, and this one I won't budge on at all, is uh, the original Night of the Living Dead from 1968. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, political stance notwithstanding, I just think it's a good a good movie. Kickstarted mm -hmm. the, the zombie, flesh-eater, hostile, uh, apocalyptic scene. And I think that, that speaks quite a bit to the not not just to the subgenre but the entire horror genre sure um, yeah. other than that I'm a, I'm a big clive barker guy uh i've got a huge tattoo of pinhead on my back oh nice, oh, nice. Cool. uh nightbreed um of course Candyman, yeah. uh lord of illusion i could like it's kind of hit or miss with yeah me. that's a give or take yeah yeah uh everybody loves stephen king you can't not love him right i mean right. there's some some of his adaptations have been kind of wacky, but you can't really blame him for that. Mm -hmm. The nineties uh, was not yeah. nice, except for Misty. <laughs> but like, be, like uh, I think anything pre Sleepwalkers was great. Everything post Sleepwalkers was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, you could tell like some of these goddamn things he had absolutely nothing to do with. Like, uh, oh, of the, course, the Lawnmower Man. What I, the I love that movie. I love well because that's from the Bachman books. I'm a, a huge Stephen King fan, so I love the Lawnmower Man. <laughs> okay, well, I do. You know why? Because there's two versions of it. There's the theatrical, and then there's the director's cut, which is a complete different movie. Like, oh really? I mean, did, did, did they both have a uh, monkey with a laser tag outfit on? The first, uh, that was the director's cut. I believe okay. the theatrical well, release did not have the monkey. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> maybe, maybe I missed something there. But whichever version I saw was was not very good at all. It depends if you saw it. I'm sorry to go on a tangent here, but it depends no, if you ahead. saw oh, it right. on, good. on uh, VHS, like, if, or did you see it in a movie theater? 
I want to say VHS. It's been okay. so long since I've seen it. I can't yeah, say for sure. I'm telling you right now, the movie theater version was completely different than when I when I rented it. I was like, what is this? It's like complete a whole different movie. So I think they they cut it, released it, and it was like the I guess the way it was supposed to be because okay. the theatrical release was it was no Cyberman. Uh, or was it was only in a comic you didn't really come to life so it was like yeah it was it so, was, so it was you're insane. telling me i need to revisit the lawnmower man is that what you're telling yes. me awesome. okay i will do that yeah i'm, gonna, awesome. I'm gonna make that commitment marco just for perfect you. right thank you <laughs> my job is done it sounds like we have to have a show on that we yes. i will i will be happy to join you for that one all right yes we'll do like a bad stephen king movie oh we can we work. can get into children of the corn part nine yeah <laughs> We can, we another can, one we can, coming out. Oh, I'm I sure think. there is. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we can we can do a deep a deep dive on some wacky <laughs> Sure, sure. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you and Marco have a lot of similar tastes for sure with the Clive <laughs> yeah. Barker stuff and the Stephen King stuff. I I like I like those, but not. He's definitely much more of a, a diehard about that than I am. Cool. So you guys are yeah. uh, like two peas oh, in yeah. a pod. You're like like the uh, the stepbrothers. You just became best friends. <laughs> Did we just what? become best friends? <laughs> let's, go, let's go do karate in the garage. Let's play a game. All right. Mm-hmm. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. Good, Good housekeeping. housekeeping. If you were a chick, who's the one guy you would sleep with? John, John Samos. Samos. Did we just become best friends? Yup! Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup! <laughs> How about teabag your drum set? <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, so, with with your uh, your feed, you're kind of establishing a little bit of like a network, as we had talked about before, that you have some other shows that are not run by you, that they're just people that come through you. Now, is that all, is that all you that you're kind of the one that does all that because we have a friend that does sort of a similar thing so um i i do probably i would say about 60 percent of it i mean those guys at this point they've been with me for a little over a year and they've gotten better as we've gotten on they do all their their own editing and stuff now Mm -hmm. basically all i do is the upload and the publishing right right but uh yeah we have a, a true crime show a horror gaming show a horror movie and music show out of Australia, and then of course my regular show. Sure, wow. sure. Good. Yeah, I started checking out some of the other people on there too, and uh, you know I'm always just kind of looking for new contacts and new people to have on as guests and stuff. So it's, it's sure. nice to uh, kind of get all of that one chunk of like it has the, the seal of approval of you guys. So sure, like I try and go through and check it out. So yeah, yeah if we, you need uh, contact info on any of those guys, just let me know. Yeah, definitely, and and we we are part of another small network thing. Um, I think you had said you listened to the last friends till the end, and the the guy Dario that was on mm-hmm. with us, uh, he helps to run that network as well. But it's all run by one person that everyone has to do their own shit and then just send it to him, finish oh, and, cool. and he'll post it. So mm-hmm. nice. Same thing. It's one feed, and and he tries to separate it so it's like a different show every day and stuff. So nice. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. It's a a different way to kind of draw attention because you're you know you do one feed and it's like well it's just you out there promoting yourself and now you bring in these other people and then they're like oh well you know, my friend's show was on here and now i'm gonna listen to the padded room podcast too and, yeah. yeah yeah you know so it kind of helps to cross promote that way as well that's exactly right and uh, do you guys way. do you guys ever do anything 
together? I know like some of the people are in Australia and, and obviously not everyone lives in the same place, but do you guys ever kind of cross over within your own oh, network yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. All the time. We, oh, we nice. like to do like a, uh, like a, like a kind of a sweet 16 bracket that it's, it's kind of similar to what Lance and those guys do over at the horror returns. Mm -hmm. We'll do one of those like every, uh, three or four months. We'll do like, We'll set up a tournament where it's like best vampire movies and then we'll mm. go down and vote on which one and then winners fight other winners and stuff like that. Nice. 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 Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's cool. Uh, yeah, we are, uh, we're kind of new, so we haven't really established a lot of, uh, a lot of that. We're just kind of getting to repeat themes now. So right. being in the beginning of our second year here, so we're just kind of uh, cycling back to repeat themes. Very cool. Finding... Congratulations on the uh, two years. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting for sure. Yeah, I just, <laughs> just renewed my contract, so uh, I'm still here, guys. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he doubled I, my salary. Yes. Wow. You guys from, are getting yeah. paid already? From yeah. zero to zero. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what well, can I say? <laughs> I pay him in social media likes. There you go. Thank yes. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'll, I'll have my agent contact you. Cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. If we could do something about the more followers, uh, we'd appreciate that. <laughs> We're going to need you to produce a little few more followers here or you're out. Right, right. I'll, I'll make sure I follow because I haven't followed our own show. <laughs> well, I mean, you're already on it. Why do you want to listen to it anyways? Yeah. Right. It's like I already said a, all that shit. Yeah. We're not that, fans. That's how that's I feel. <laughs> Paul and I are not fans of this show. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were like, meh, there's better stuff out there. Really. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're okay, but there's other shows. I know. Yeah. I got to catch up with this guy and with that girl. And, <laughs> you know, everyone's got shit going these days. I got to make sure I, I get everyone's opinion. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm too much of uh, I have too much of a self-deprecating sense to not <laughs> listen back to myself and then hate every time that I say something that I don't like. Or every time ah. I stutter or something, so I like to listen I'm the back same and be like, oh, "I'm so stupid. Why do I say that?" I'm the same <laughs> way. I get I get weirded out by the sound of my own voice. I'm like, yeah. "Why do I sound like? I sound like a frog or something." Yeah, no, I, I know. Really I think I used to it as well. Yeah, that's one obstacle I had to get over really, really fast. <laughs> right. Fast. Yeah, it is weird. And then everyone's like, "Oh, you have such a good voice," and I'm like, "I do." Like, I don't hear it, man. It sounds weird. Yeah, totally. But I guess that's just part of being a human, right? Sure. I suppose. <laughs> Uh, so, you are, are in Nevada, and uh, what uh, what kind of stuff do you find yourself doing in Nevada besides going out for probably really hot, dry runs? Is there well, much going on out there that's uh, interesting? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate to be in Reno, Nevada. Okay. And the reason why is because Reno sits pretty close to the California border, right at the uh, Sierra Nevada foothills. Mm -hmm. So, we're like everything to the east of us is that dry, barren desert landscape but everything to the west is uh the sierra nevada mountain range which is just a right. forest in lake tahoe sure lake tahoe, right. yeah so we kind of right where we're at we kind of got the best of both worlds and we have okay. all four seasons like there it's snowing oh, nice, outside nice. right now yeah that's cool so yeah we got it pretty nice here in reno weather wise uh, nice as far as stuff to do i think uh really i am the horror scene here in reno sure, <laughs> sure. my co-host we're about it really so yeah that's that's about all there is to do here yeah it's just kind of a, a 
a queen city, right? Like the, yeah, pretty uh, much. Smaller city, but not yeah. uh, not too small of a city. No, I mean we have a college, so there's always college parties and stuff. But I'm 40 years old. I'm not gonna go. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not, yeah not you got the casino stuff too. Yeah. Right. You got the. Uh, yeah, but once, yeah, once you've been here for like a year or two, the casinos yeah. are like you, you've been inside one, you pretty much seen them all. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's just spending money and drinking shitty drinks. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Overpriced usually too. Hanging around shitty people. Yeah, <laughs> we do get some good shows around here every now and then. The uh the big acts will come to the casinos. Last oh. week actually I went and saw Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie. They were here. Oh time. nice. Yeah, it's a good show. Nice. That's cool. Marilyn Manson was in one of our favorite movies that we had seen this year, which is not a 2018 movie, but just a movie that we saw for the podcast, a movie called um, yeah. called Rom Love Cops. Yeah. Oh. It's not even a horror movie, but it's so good. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of this. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a comedy movie that, like a comedy action movie sort of, but it was made by uh, Quentin Depew, the guy that made Rubber. Oh, cool. I don't cool. know if you ever saw Rubber. I did. Yeah. Uh, it's It's... It has that sensibility like rubber, but it's a lot more, I don't know, more understandable. And so okay, it has good. more of a coherent plot line. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not about to blow smoke up your ass and tell you I fully understood rubber because I have <laughs> yeah, no but, fucking idea what that yeah. was about. We're still I know. Trying. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, definitely weird. It <laughs> but yeah, it's it's much more uh, cohesive and coherent and, and a lot funnier too. It has a, a great oh, like God. comedy dialogue that goes on throughout it. And, Very cool. Yeah, it has Marilyn Manson plays like a high school kid, but it was put out like a few years ago, so it's just completely absurd where he's supposed to be a high school kid, but he's like in his forties. Wow. So, so. It worked. <laughs> it worked somehow. It was really yeah. good. Well no, the the sort of lead character was in another movie that we had covered and we interviewed the director and then we ended up asking him to come on the show too and we're like well we got to see this other movie that he's been in because the director told us that it was great so yeah nice the, the director of the other movie was like oh i saw this guy in this movie wrong cops and i was like that movie fucking rules and so i had to get him to be in my movie <laughs> <laughs> very yep. cool so but yeah uh definitely check out wrong cops that is uh that is super cool. good on YouTube. He, you know he's actually not a bad actor either no he's good no he's been That's... in a few things yeah, I saw him in one the other day called "Let Me Let Me Make You a Martyr." I think it was called. You guys heard of that one? Yes, I have. Yeah. Heard of that. I haven't seen it, and I but I I came across it on Shutter. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. When I was flipping through, I'm like, oh, look, that's it's pretty. It's what 2015. Yeah, I want to say like 15 that? or 16. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, that's definitely something I'm going to check out. It's worth a watch for sure. Cool. Nice. Who would have thought, right? Right. Maybe yeah. Marilyn Manson could be in one of Rob Zombie's movies. <laughs> I would check that out. Yeah. Now that they like each other again. I know, right? They're touring. <laughs> yeah. They did, they not like, did they not like yeah, each other at one point? There was a, I guess their first tour together um, a while back. Uh, Rob Zombie and Myron Manson toured before. And I guess there was some, you know, like just bickering back and forth that was kind of like blown out of proportion that they didn't, that it was all over the place that, you know, they didn't like each other. But now they're like, no, that was just something that was just kind of hmm. out yeah. there, whatever. But, uh, they're they're back to touring. I've seen let's see Marilyn Manson twice and Rob Zombie nine times. Wow! In, in White Zombie right. twice, Rob Zombie seven. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. Well, Marco's got the inside info because he knows a guy from White Zombie. Yes, I oh, do. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> from the original lineup. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what was it? The drummer, right? Uh, Ivan Deprum, the drummer. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to very cool. We'll have to hit him up to come on the show sometime. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Why not, right? 
Yeah, of course. Uh, even if he doesn't like horror, we'll be like, too bad. Like horror. I think he does. No, I there's think he does. No, yeah, there's no way he doesn't. Oh like yeah, horror. yeah, that's true. Yeah, if he was in White Zombie. <laughs> that's got to yeah. be like on the questionnaire you fill out before you <laughs> yeah. get the fan. They like yeah, he, they, they catch him watching romantic comedies in the back you're room. You're out. You're out of here, fucker. <laughs> right. They come in. He's get move. <laughs> yeah. He's got he John Hughes movies on. Dates. They're like, what the fuck yeah. is this? Did I just John, see Tom Hanks? Yeah. <laughs> they like come and confront him in his room. Look at what I found yeah. in your suitcase, asshole. It's old VHS <laughs> tapes. It's what a picture this? of Meg Ryan. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what is this love actually? Yeah, you're out of the band, Dick. <laughs> yeah. That's why he left White Zombie. <laughs> totally. That's right. His, his love for drama. Yeah, yeah. I just can't do it, guys. I'm not down with yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> or even worse, if he was into Lifetime dramas. Oh, God. Yeah. Mark oh. yeah. <laughs> just leave now, you piece of shit. Take your Lifetime drama with you. I'm going to text him right now and ask him what he's watching. <laughs> and, uh... Honest. Right. It would actually blow my mind if he was like, it's a lifetime movie, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to disappoint you. You can't tell anybody. Right. right. <laughs> uh, I don't know that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So why don't we uh why don't we take a quick break here and then we will come back and we'll talk about our first movie, which will be Man. are back we are going to talk about the movie mandy which is obviously from 2018 because that's the theme of this whole month yes uh we usually start with i will just read the synopsis real quick and then we can kind of spiral off of that so it says that mandy is 
Oh, the synopsis is, The enchanted lives of a couple in a secluded forest are brutally shattered by a nightmarish hippie cult and their demon biker henchmen propelling a man into a spiraling, surreal rampage of vengeance. All right, everybody please. take their acid now. Fairly <laughs> please. We take our I'll take two, acid. please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, so to, to uh, kind of go off of something that came up earlier and that other people have said about watching this movie under the influence or being high or anything like that, uh, I, I can say that the two times that I watched it, which I was in a similar mental state that I am in when I watch other movies, I had a hard time kind of staying awake after about an hour or so of the movie and had to really kind of like jostle myself back and, and like <laughs> fucking and, and dial back up and, and uh, focus. So, and it's not just because of the state that I was in because I watch other movies in that uh-huh. same state and don't have that same problems. I think it it's, it's weird because it is so colorful and weird and and things changing and shapes and and scenery and stuff that it Mm. almost kind of like hypnotizes you to a certain degree or something yeah in in a weird way and the way the music goes with everything and stuff so yeah if they cut about 40 minutes of the movie out right it it would have been that what the synopsis was a just a you know a big you know rampaging trippy movie because it it kind of like slowed up sped down slowed sped down and there's a lot of that transitional um, things that are, you know, like colors and, and they had to really kind of, you know, slow it down a bit, I guess. But, um, sure. Well, that, that's the uh, style of the filmmaking that this oh, guy yeah. does. So, yeah, exactly. Like I said, I was going to say it didn't lose me, you know, right. but like I found myself, well, I, I, mean, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but I found myself looking off a little bit every so often. <laughs> like, like, all right. Right. You know, right. They coming back with Nicolas Cage, you know. Well, it does have it has weird pacing. It's like very fast yeah. and very slow, then very fast and very slow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think about the, these types of movies, Darian? These uh, artsy it, color palette showing off type of movies. It is a motherfucker, man. Let me tell <laughs> yeah. you, I can't now. I, I, I'm not mad at the movie. I like I like it, but mm-hmm. you just you got to know what you're getting into, man. I kind of put this on the same shelf as I would put uh, Rob Zombie. Mm. Um, What's his name? David Lynch. You know, mm-hmm. movies that are, that are they're re- the, the story is really neither here nor there. It's a revenge movie. There's yeah. a dozen. We've seen thousands of them. Right. But you're, we're talking about Panos Cosmatos here. And his yeah. whole deal is just wacky fucking colors, um, a lot of whispered dialogue, right. a lot of eight to ten minute scenes of dudes staring at things. Yes. Right. And, if you're if you're watching this for the first time, you're like, wow, this is this looks good and it sounds good. And yeah, revenge, whatever, but it's okay. And then mm-hmm. you watch it again and you're like, what the, f- why am I still watching this, man? What <laughs> exactly. the fuck? What, could, what, give me the remote. I'm going to fast forward through this shit. Yeah, right. I, right. I, I like, I mean, like I said, it's just another revenge movie. I love the, the drugged out biker bit. I think that in itself could have been its own movie, which would yes. have been a bite. Yeah. <clears throat> sure, sure. I, I like Nicolas Cage. I like it when he goes nuts like he does. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I love seeing Bill Duke again. We haven't seen him in decades. I oh, think. I know. I know. But, uh, Bill Duke, he looks all old and skinny. Yeah. Skinny. It, yeah. It's funny. It looks, I mean, he hasn't really aged much, right? No. No. He, it just looks yeah. like he went on like a, a radical weight watcher's diet or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but, uh, the, the movie itself, the, the story in the movie itself is neither here nor there. If you Correct. can, if you can tolerate all of the weird psychedelic stuff and like, mm-hmm. 
uh, with the animated sequences um, and all that shit, then go ahead, man. Go ahead. You just got to sure. know what you're getting into when you're watching it is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm not usually a big fan of this kind of stuff, and I will say that this was was far better than I fare with most of these types of movies. And I think because this movie has such a good payoff in in points, so it's not like if it was just this movie and then you had like one person gets killed or something at the end of it, I would have been like, "Fuck you, movie! This is boring." <laughs> like, <laughs> but but you know you have good payoff there's there's a lot of big spikes there's a lot of crazy shit that happens there's a lot of of highs and lows so a lot of ebb and flow i would agree i would agree with that this uh what this movie does well for me it's there's characters um like comic mm-hmm. books you know not just uh character yeah, development yeah. say but like comic booky characters like uh when i was describing this to somebody i'm i'm, I'm saying it, it's it's house of thousand corpses meets kill bill meets mad max mm-hmm. um and a little bit of Hellraiser, right? You got the, right. the Cinnabite biker gang. You got the cult-like, you know, guys from, like, you know, Kill Bill-ish kind of stuff where each one of them is a, is a different character. Um, yeah, the color palette was, uh, like, as far as the art style, I I don't mind it. I, I, I kind of, like, wanted more of that uh, stuff. Like, the animated sequences, the dream sequences mm-hmm. were awesome. I love that. Um, I'm glad that Mandy was a thing throughout, you know, because, again... Uh, spoiling this whole thing, right? You know, man sure, gets sure. killed. Nicholas Cage is avenging his girlfriend or his wife's uh, death and everything. And uh, I like how it came to play in his mind throughout the film. It wasn't just she was killed in the beginning and never brought up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was something that, you know, of course, it was he had nothing to lose. I like that fact that Nicholas Cage went after this cult like uh, LSD trippers, kind of meaning to die at the end. Like he want, like, you, hey man, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to die. Yeah, yeah. We've always said that's like, the most dangerous vigilante there is not somebody who who wants a life after this you know he's gonna mm-hmm. kill and if he gets killed in the process so be it like i think even mentioned in the film i don't you know i'm just gonna go as far as i can and kill you know whoever you know well that was uh bill, bill duke basically gave him the warning that you know yes. you're dealing with like rabid wolves or rabid yeah. animals and he said your chances aren't good you're probably yes. gonna die yeah, and yeah like, oh, whatever and- so are they like <laughs> And he had probably one of the best lines in the movie. It said, uh, what are you hunting? He's all Jesus freaks. He's like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that they were in season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know he had so little dialogue in the movie, but <laughs> right. I mean, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up his best line of dialogue of the whole movie. Yeah. He's fighting the drugged out biker guy and he rips his favorite shirt. And he said, oh, and he, he screams at him. You ripped my shirt two times while he's fucking the guy up. <laughs> There's such a Nicolas Cage, like you say, we always like the Rage Cage, right? But when he oh, does yeah. those little cheesy one-liners like that, like, <laughs> ow, like, that's my chair. So, oh, my God. It just makes it even better. <laughs> I know. And it's it does those things great because it's quiet for so long. And then yeah, all of a yeah. sudden he's like, you ripped my shirt. You ripped my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. what? What is happening? <laughs> Paul, your Nicolas Cage impression is impeccable, my friend. Oh, thank you. I'll have to work on that. I'll, I'll try and record a promo as Nicolas Cage. That would be awesome. Right. Nice. <laughs> um, you had mentioned about the drugged out biker gang people, and they, they kind of give you some explanation. And I agree with Marco's comparison of this being like a comic book because I said this is like watching a, a, 
an animated version of a graphic novel, basically. Yeah. And uh, the the drugged out biker gang are like, okay, well, it's kind of weird that they seem to have these superpowers, but whatever. It's this yeah. fictional comic book universe where they have this super acid that makes you fucking crazy. But um, what besides the fact of the f them being fucking awesome, like what was the purpose of them even coming in? They like serve no purpose besides cannon fodder. Yeah. Like they have this gang of Jesus freaks that he calls yeah. them. And there's like eight dudes in that gang. They could have easily just went and overpowered Nicolas Cage and his wife and, yeah. and killed her. Like they had no reason to actually call those guys. And I was like, when I watched it back the second time, I'm thinking there was no reason they had to even call them in. I mean, I'm glad they did. It would have been All right, right. a worse yeah. movie if they didn't bring those guys in. And it kind of doesn't make sense why the Jesus freaks would be hanging out with these drug addled bikers. Yeah, yeah. But again, I'm probably just thinking too much into it. Yeah, well, they definitely had some weird drug shit going on because they, when when they bring the one, they like put acid in her eye and have her get stung by that huge fucking wasp. Yeah. Right. And uh, so they're definitely into some tripping and shit too. They're like that that LSD Jesus freak cult of like the 70s, but this takes place in the 80s, so they're like a remnant, I guess. Yeah. Now, remember, this is the the bad batch of LSD that got out there and like when he was when uh, uh, Duke was explaining um, you know to, to Nicholas Cage he's like here's this you know cult like guys but they're not really a cult they're just tripping on this bad batch of LSD mm -hmm. and same thing with the biker gang because we're all in the same vicinity and I just figured they were all the same it's just that the biker dudes had their little click and then the the you know <laughs> the, the messiah guys uh, um, had their click you know and they all kind of called on each other because we're all in the they live together almost, you know. A right, bit. right. Uh, well, yeah, it's just it's just kind of conflicting ideologies, you would think. Oh yeah, right? definitely. Oh yeah. Which, I yeah. mean, I'm not I'm not asking for answers. I'm not, you know, right, right. Write any fan fiction about these bikers or anything. But no. I think I think one of the best parts of the movie was after they they kidnapped her, they got her all drunk up, drug up, and uh, stung mm -hmm. by the super wasp. Yeah. And then the cult leader whips out his dong, and after right. all of those <laughs> drugs. Yeah. She still can't keep a straight face. Right. <laughs> that is I, that is wildly depressing if you're the cult leader. I, oh, I forgot that I was gonna I was gonna text you guys and be like, I'm sorry for like the eight minute dick scene. <laughs> 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 that shit was just hanging out there for a long time. It, it was, was there. It was. But, but she laughed at him. I thought I thought that response was great. Yeah. Yeah. And I can say with a certain degree of confidence that I have a bigger penis than that actor. <laughs> and I, I'm a big uh, I'm a big fan of movies that feature guys that have smaller dicks than me. So yeah, they got themselves some free points from the D man. Oh yeah, yeah. Same, I did the same thing. I looked. I go, yeah, I'm bigger. <laughs> <laughs> In the whole Zach Galifianakis straight face. <laughs> but yeah, that that is pretty funny too because then. That eventually leads to her demise. I'm assuming he was going to just keep her as like a fuck buddy because he was getting tired of the other girl. Well, yeah, but then when yeah, she laughed at his dick, he was like, nope, time to burn you in, right. in a bag. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least he didn't rape her. Uh, well, that, I mean, he that, just that's, kind her of, that's, kind of, that's what I like to call a rape kill when she starts laughing at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I thought that's where the movie didn't go was the way going. he planned. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm glad the movie didn't go that way. Like, Paul and I, you know, we, we talk about that a lot of times. Sometimes, like, ah. Uh, it's, it's very uncomfortable. And sometimes, you know, that's what sets off the rampaging vengeance. You know, a lot of vengeance movies are, are rape revenge movies. Right. So I was kind of glad that they didn't go that way. He just, you know, they were just tripping and, you know, uh, 
burned her alive because of that. But I thought yeah. one of the best transitions is when he's talking to her, to Mandy, and his face and hers was blending into each other. And it was oh, like, yeah, 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 it was pretty cool. Oh my god, I wasn't even, tri- I wasn't even on anything and I was tripping. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really cool visual with the cult yeah. leader and her face kind of blending into each other, yeah, back and forth. Um, and then I, um, I, I love the this whole thing of how he, he like recover, you know, he gets out of the he's, he's tied up while his wife's getting burned, and then he gets out of this thing. And he goes to get his crossbow, and then he goes home to like forge a fucking super shiny battle axe. That thing yeah. was heavy metal to the max. I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Holy shit! And if if it wasn't already kind of establishing itself that it's this comic book movie, it'd be like, so he knows how to fucking like melt metal and 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 you know weld and sand and polish and do all that crazy shit. Right. Just he just happens to know all that too. Like. Sure. But they. Lumberjack is very knowledgeable. Yeah, and he knows how to fight and do yeah. all this other badass shit. Plus, he can do a giant pile of cocaine <laughs> and just be like ready to go. I love just that. <laughs> that. Yeah, when you just don't rip his shirt, buddy. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what did. I wasn't really the girlfriend or the wife dying. It was the shirt. Mm-hmm. Well, we all have our favorite shirts, right? Absolutely. Right. Plus, that was the sh- the shirt he was wearing when he met her. I'm assuming right. was what that flashback scene was about. Yes. Yeah. So it had meaning to him. I don't remember yeah. what shirt I was wearing. I was wearing when I met my girlfriend. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I probably yeah. threw it away. I'm pretty sure <laughs> she threw mine away too. <laughs> Not your girlfriend, Paul. My wife. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be, be very strange if your girlfriend <laughs> came to Nevada and threw one of my shirts right. away for no reason. <laughs> yeah. She was like, "What is he doing with the shirt?" Yeah. Out I don't even know this guy, but throwing this shirt away yeah right <laughs> uh it was a love actually shirt i think it might Shit. have been <laughs> and he got kicked out of white zombie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i knew it all along yeah exactly you were the girl bass player <laughs> <laughs> um it, but yeah it, i like what they do with the movie it was it's really hard for me to get into these super artsy movies but i I'm also a, a fan of comic book stuff to some degree. Like I, not as much of a fan now as I used to be, but I can appreciate that fantastical type of thing. And yeah, and I also love fantasy type stuff too, like Star Wars and shit. So I think the the thing that makes it weird is it starts out so grounded and then becomes so fucking bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, well, is this in the same reality as me, or is this a different reality? Like, what's happening here? Well, yeah. that's why. You- Compared it to House of Thousand Corpses a little bit because there's two halves of that movie, right? You got this mm-hmm. whole, you know, Texas Chainsaw type esque movie of them going yeah, yeah. to their house. All of a sudden, it just takes this comic book turn of mm-hmm. this weird underground cult thing, and it's like it kind of I don't, it just Mandy remind me of that a little bit. And of course, the color palettes and, and stuff, you know, over saturation mm-hmm. at points, and uh, um, yeah. So I mean, it just kind of came to mind a little bit, like like. If this would, if Rob Zombie did good films, maybe you would have made Mandy. So. Right. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least his have a little bit more of a complicated story, although sometimes they don't quite add up either. But yeah, that's a, another thing. We've already covered a couple of his movies. Yeah. Nice. Um, what do What do you think about the the cult leader and some of the cult members? Like, did you uh, do you find the the cult leader convincing or? What do you think about some of his like cronies and stuff, Darian? Um, you know, the, was it just me or did they have a very Mormon aspect to them? Did anybody mm-hmm. else get that vibe a little bit? Yeah, 
yeah, I yeah. can see just, that. Just, just like, I mean, other than the cult leader himself, they were very clean cut, a lot of button down shirts and things like that. Sure. And then, you know, that that's why that kind of makes the juxtaposition of them and the drug addled bikers even weirder, in my right. opinion. But uh, you know, I, I thought they were okay. They had the 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 workings of a of a pretty so- solid little doomsday cult there. I bought it. I bought the uh, the cult leader. He was charismatic for being a yeah, crazy yeah. bitch and having a small wing. I believe right. you. <laughs> do, I believe there is like a wing minimum that you need to meet in order to actually be a cult leader. And he must have just he must have just been over the tip on that one. <laughs> Because, I don't know, dude. I don't think he was uh, banging enough chicks or whatever whatever you need to do. Right. I mean, maybe it was cold in that room or he just went swimming. Uh, Let me tell you something. I would have a litany of excuses lined up. (laughs) And as as soon as she started laughing, I would start firing him at her at full force. Hey, it's really cold in here, princess. I don't know what you think is so funny. Yeah, it's it's the angle and the lighting. Look. You know, it's a perspective thing. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch some porn. I'll be back in 15 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Give me a second. Don't yeah. move. <laughs> right, right. It'll be like the thing from all through the house. She's like, "Go get it ready for me," and, and oh, then yeah. he has to go yeah. into the room and jerk off to warm it up. <laughs> and then Santa cuts his dick off. Oh shit! <laughs> Spoiler Show alert. It. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, I thought the cult was pretty cool. They, I do see what you're saying. They and they all use that like brother sister kind of talk. Yeah, yeah. And everything was very, um, very like wholesome. Especially the the lead guy. I forget his name, but the one that was his right hand guy. Oh, the right hand man uh, was, yeah. was very like you know. Oh, you'll be punished for being a whore and all the stuff. Kind of very biblical ish. Right. Uh, and the other thing that was was weird too is so if if these biker psycho guys are just created by some sort of a bad batch of acid then what the hell is with the rock flute thing that summons them <laughs> yeah <laughs> how are they summoned by a rock flute Duh. <laughs> you know yeah it's like the drugs made this whole thing in their head like you know that there's the dagger that you know the i know the, the 10th century year old dagger that they had the flute that they summoned the cinnabites <laughs> the cinnabite biker gang that has to be because yeah. it Remember, they have to be in, they love being in constant pain. I mean, does that remind you of like the Cenobites from Hellraiser? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, and yeah. they look like them. I mean, they all have different. Uh, yeah, they had spiky shit well, and like, growled and stuff. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like it's like you go back to like the Inquisition days, right? Like, you know, where you had the monks or you had like the, the high end guys trying to convert everybody to, you know, Christianity. But then you had the like the torturers, like, but they're the same division. You had the torturers where you know the 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 church put up with a lot of the those kind of acts because they're trying to convert people so i kind of like this is the more extreme version of it that's why i said they're almost like the same cult but there's a different you know like different clique over here they're they, mm-hmm. they're used to you know yes they're doing bad things but for a good cause you know like jeremiah was you know righteous in his own way uh that would summon these guys to do the bad things but it, um, all for the greater good i guess Sure. I don't know. I, I might be reading into a little bit, but it's, it just remind me a little bit of that. There's a certain division there or a certain hierarchy that they have to come play because, yeah, it just doesn't seem like they would just be the separate gang. You know, why would they need each other? Mm-hmm. Right, right. What do you uh, what do you think about it, as far as any like deeper meaning to this movie or anything, Darian? You think it's kind of just uh, more of a face value type of movie or do you think there was some like extra messages to this or anything that they're trying to say 
you know, I'm not that smart. I'll be the first to admit it. Um, sure, sure. I, to, to me, it was just another revenge movie. It had some yeah. very some very appealing aesthetics and some very Nicolas Cagey moments. I dug it. Um, yeah. But at the at the end of the day, it was just another revenge movie for me. I don't know about I you know. guys. Yeah, I kind of felt that way. I, I didn't see that there was too much hidden within it because you know there's not really a lot of dialogue. Everything is everything that's a dialogue piece is is more of these long sort of monologue speeches or whatever just you know the there's maybe a few too many times that jeremiah kind of has these these big profession professing moments and everything else is very short there's not a lot of back and forth between anybody you know right it's like they like they go to summon the the biker gang and they go and sit back in the van and he's like what do we do now we just wait and then the guy just starts like lowering and raising the window <laughs> like three times and no one says anything and then he's like how long shh yeah like okay so we're not getting any dialogue here do we really yeah, yeah, need yeah. to see this this guy raising yeah. and lowering the window i don't think so i know he couldn't uh, just put in like a little bit a couple lines where he give us some sense of who these people are anything anything yeah. give me some character development here Pena. yeah Sorry. right yeah 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 usually i'm not big on on extensive character development but also when there's none at all then it's like okay yeah. wait I'm not big on rolling up and down the window either. So sure, what, sure. What do we want to do here? <laughs> I mean, it was 1983, so it's a little more fascinating that you have sure. a, a power window. But power windows just thing. Sure, sure. Uh, so before we we totally wrap up, uh, what do you think about the part with the chemist, or also rich, also the played by Richard Brake, who was uh, in 31? I forget what his character was in that, but he was like the only good part of the movie. Doomhead was yes, yeah, yeah. in 31. Uh, I love I love Richard Brake. I think I've, I've always been a huge fan. Loved yeah. him in 31. He's been making the rounds recently through the Rob Zombie movies. And uh, it, it it's it's kind of hope inspiring to me because I am not an attractive man, but I am not Richard Brake ugly either. And he has made <laughs> sure. quite a name for himself. And if he can do it, goddammit, anybody can. Uh, <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah, he was awesome. I love that. Again, it's this whole part where it's just it's just nonsense and like a lot of babble and, and talking and Nicolas Cage saying nothing while the guy's just talking to him and yeah yeah it's a whole monologue big time but <clears throat> for some reason I, I was totally captivated through that entire scene I was too yeah yeah it was the tiger <laughs> but uh, tiger yeah it's such a well, weird remember a weird scene the, a weird dude he had the tiger shirt uh, Nicolas Cage had the tiger shirt on when mm -hmm. before the forty four shirt. Right. You know, it's, it, I don't know. It's like, like I said, is that a symbol of the tiger being set free? And then he said, he pretty much set Nicolas Cage onto the the. He goes, all oh, the children are at it again. Uh, go north. He set them. You know, he, he sent Nicolas right. Cage. Um, but he's the one making the LSD, you know, tabs and everything. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, there it's. A, and he's there, testing it, it on the tiger. Well, yeah. I mean, there was like this whole. That's a good thing. idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't see how that would go wrong. <laughs> Here, try this acid. Oops. Whoa! It went crazy. Yeah, it was almost like they really, you know, they even said that he, they, they really wronged you, and like I said, it was a whole monologue and it was brilliant, mm -hmm. awesome. And Nicholas Cage just sat there and just stared. Jovan warrior sent forth from the eye of the storm. That's Lizzie. When she's calm, I know it's good. You're right. Oh, 
certeza. I think you know we we kind of covered a lot of the the, the finer points of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you go first, Marco, with kind of your final thoughts and sure. uh, and give us a rating for it? Yeah, man. So piggyback on everything that we said, you know, like uh, visually stunning movie. I think it was it was worth it that way. If they cut a lot of the you know pretty much the first twenty minutes, I don't know. I don't know if I really needed that too much. Uh, there was a lot of things in there that was kind of like. There's two movies to watch. It's it is it's a weird fucking movie. I just put it that way. <laughs> so it's <laughs> to the point where I don't know what to say about it anymore. Other than like, look, you got all these things different. You can read into it. You don't have to read into it. It's fun. It's not fun. I don't know. So, um, but I gave it an eight, man. I gave it a solid eight. Uh, because I this is my first time watching it. You know, was was, was on my list. You know, I watched before the show and getting prepared. You know, it's, it's not something I watched during you know earlier in the year. Um, I wanted to because everybody was talking about it, but uh, right. I do get the hype. I get I get why people like it, you know. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, do you want? Why don't you give us your rating and your thoughts, Darian? Um, I'm not mad at this. I like it. I would probably come in at about a seven. But again, this is a very stylized picture. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to know what you're getting into if you're going to mm-hmm. watch this. Have you guys seen uh, his other movie, Beyond the Black Rainbow? No, but I, I've heard it's like torture. It because is, it's it's so slow and weird and, and doesn't kind of really go it's, anywhere. It's a lot of the same thing. It's uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the weird lighting, the whispered dialogue, uh, you know, okay. synth music with guys staring at the wall for 25 minutes. <laughs> um, if you're if you're okay with that and you, you want a, uh, a revenge picture, you, you just got to know that this is what you're going to get. It's going to sure. be a, a lot more style over substance. And if you're all right with that, then by all means, check it out. I think I'm yeah. going to come in at a seven with this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some there's some visually appealing, aesthetically appealing appealing scenes. I was a big fan of the uh, animated sequences. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. That I, was it. Just me, or did all the purple get very tough on the eyes at times? Yeah, it kind of. Yeah. It's kind of kind of like you were saying earlier, Paul. It kind of kind of transfixes you in a way, and it yes. kind of take, takes you out of the movie a little bit. And it's very hard to stay focused and pay attention. When you're just watching Nicolas Cage behind the wheel of a car for 10, 15 minutes at a time. Sure. So, sure. As, as long as you're okay with that, I think I think it's still a good movie. Um, you mm-hmm. just got to know what you're getting into. I'm coming in at a seven with this one, guys. Nice. Uh, I, was, I was glad you said about the music in the other one because that reminded me that I was going to say something about the music in this one. Which is, I, when I was looking it up, the score was done by someone named Krang. K-R-E-N-G who also did the music for the movie Low Life, which was the one that Marco and I interviewed oh, the director. Nice. Yes, yes. And then the director said, hey, you have to see this movie that the lead guy of my movie was in, Wrong Cops. Uh, and so now yeah, we've was... come full circle. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think the the music was cool in this. It had, I, I was like, man, this sounds so familiar. Like I've been watching a lot of movies and, and I've said this on the show before, but I know you haven't listened all the way back, Darian, that 
I am a little bit newer of a horror fan, so more over the past like five years that I've really been kind of catching up and I've been starting to kind of identify in older movies and in newer movies when you hear the same people do the scores or something and you go like, oh, that really sounds familiar. I, and I ended up looking it up and it was this this guy that did the music for another movie that I really liked this year. Cool. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. And I do like a lot of the visual stuff. I feel like to kind of go off of what you were saying, Marco, about like cutting out 20 minutes of it, I don't think cut out 20 minutes of the beginning. I think if they just shortened up like individual scenes like sure, leave all the sure. scenes there just well, just shorten them like yeah, show them yeah, a little like, bit yeah. it does kind of that family guy thing but it's not funny where it's like <laughs> it does a joke and then keeps repeating it and keeps repeating it and keeps repeating it yeah yeah to where I you're like you. okay it's not funny anymore and then you're like okay now it's kind of funny again because they're still doing it Uh, the, the if, if it could have been tightened up a little bit would work for me but I think for people that like more art housey and, and psychedelic type movies like this I think they want to see that done that way I think that's like how this is done because that's why everyone is raving so much about this sure I'm still kind of learning how to appreciate these movies and I think I did a, a pretty good job of really giving this my full attention I watched this movie twice like I do for everything for the show that I have time to and I still I can't give it a great score, but I give it a seven and a half out of 10, which is still really good. So yeah. it's not going to make my top 10, but I, I really do like it. There's a few funny moments. There's some fucking awesome violence and gore. I mean, you the have kills the, are amazing. You have I the like, big chainsaw yeah. versus the little chainsaw <laughs> fight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's there's just some cool shit like that that goes down. Just just these yeah. these great like fighting moments and and great core great kills and great gore and and wild crazy characters and yeah. uh, the the a lot of the background scenes like almost looked like there were giant matte paintings or something. Or, but I don't know if it was just that it was a, a CGI background or, or whatever that was just done to look like a matte painting. But some of them did, and I I always appreciate seeing that kind of aesthetic in movies, especially nowadays. No one does it anymore. Yeah, oh, sure. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be, uh, you know, a seven and a half. That's pretty good, I think. No, that's good. I think we're right yeah. around the same, almost the same a point in between us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If, to me, honestly, I would have went and I would have gone lower if it wasn't for, like, the cult thing. Because I'm a, I like the cult aspects of, of horror sometimes. Right. Um, even though it was drug-induced and all that stuff, um, if it was just random guys running around killing people or just doing whatever, I, I, just, I just don't buy into it too much. I, you, need, you need a... A drive somehow uh, a catalyst in between to make all these guys bad you know right so yeah. the, like the drug thing the cult thing made sense to me if it wasn't for that i would have been a lot lower sure cool all right well i think we're going to take another break here and then we'll come back to talk about our last movie and wrap the show up right on
nice. Yeah. My favorite. Yeah, great. <laughs> One of my favorite subgenres. <laughs> right. <laughs> we need we need more pedophilia rape revenge. Totally. <laughs> Set in famous amusement parks. Yeah. A guy molests a kid and then he fucking comes back and murders him. Yeah, great. Let's uh we'll pitch it to Disney. <laughs> Can we use your park for this movie? Yeah, yeah you're right. gonna love it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's gonna be a hard pass. Alrighty. Well, I think it's time to upgrade this show. Yeah. Ooh. Hey yo. <laughs> and with that, we will talk about our next movie, which is Upgrade from also 2018. Why do I keep saying the year? I'm like, they're all 2018 <laughs> movies, and I just fucking go into robot mode. Just in case, you know, people forget, like I just did. <laughs> Holy shit! Remember how last episode I was, I was complaining that there was one synopsis that was super, that was like way too long that I read. <laughs> yes. I just looked. There was three different synopsis on IMDb, and and one of them is like a fucking graphic novel without pictures. Oh so <laughs> I think they call that a novel. Yeah, I think uh, you're reading a screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> I will go with the shortest one, which says, Set in the near future, technology controls nearly all aspects of life. But when Gray, a self-identified technophobe, has his world turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant called STEM. Uh, I will warn people that there's a little bit of twisty type stuff that we'll we'll spoil while talking about this. So if you haven't seen Upgrade, which I feel like I'm the last person to see it, (laughs) but... um, well, apparently not the last person because Damien watched it a day after, or Darian watched it a day after me. Yeah. So. <laughs> About an hour ago. Like an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we will we will spoil some of the uh, the twist or plot of this movie if you don't want to know. Then I definitely recommend watching this and then come back. Yeah. And then hear what we have to say about it. But if you are still here, then uh, what do you guys think about this movie, uh, Marco? What what did you think oh, about man. this one? Um. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. When I first saw the previews from it, you know, earlier on this year, I was like, I, I've got to see this because of uh, um, the whole concept of, you know, it's not really cyborgish, but it's like cyborg technology up, you know, upgrading you. You know, the guy had the, the guns in their arms and stuff like that. Cause I remember sure. seeing the previews of this film and being like, yeah, that looks cool because there has not been a, well, as far as I know, like too many times like there hasn't been a futuristic movie like this like a sci-fi movie like this almost like a robocop-esque uh Mm -hmm. thing where there's technology around and i appreciate it so much i love those movies growing up uh like minority report you know uh the sixth day i think is another one that had that kind of uh, crime futuristic car driving himself kind of stuff and looking at the technology real fast it's like we're not that far off of this movie it's kind of kind of interesting how you know, today's technology is catching up to that, but um, for sure. But yeah, man, I um, I, I liked it because it was it was it reminded me of like RoboCop, you know, be not the, right. necessarily the you know plot point for plot point, but again, that just technology and then it's, you know how it yeah yeah thematically it has some some similarities it's some right some but yeah. it, you know a very like just like we talked about with mandy it's it is a very simple story but yes it's got some plot twists here and there like you know kind of like who's the who's the real culprit behind all this stuff you know it's like technology is great for us and all of a sudden it's taking over and elon musk is you know warning us and so right. <laughs> you know so um but man, I, mean, I I enjoyed the hell out of it because like, again, the style and the camera work really sucked me into. It. Sure, sure. What uh, what do you think about these types of movies, Darian? Do the 
sort of neo-horror or, or horror-adjacent type movies like this, where it's not really a super horror movie, but it's an action movie with a lot of horrific shit. Yeah. I loved it. <clears throat> I love this one. Um, I'm about to make a very, um, I don't know, I guess I'm going to confess to a guilty pleasure movie of mine. Maybe you guys have heard of it. It's called Johnny Mnemonic. <clears throat> loved it. Oh, yeah. I have heard right? of it, but never seen it. I loved it. Especially <laughs> Henry Rollins. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. I it's love that movie. Yes, and Johnny Mnemonic is great. It's uh, it's lo- cheesy as hell, but it's 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 fucking nice. ridiculous. But I cannot yeah. not watch it. You know what I'm saying? Like every time I, it comes on TV, I'm like, well, I got to call into work now because Johnny Mnemonic's on. <laughs> but it's commercials it, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh right. yeah, I don't give a shit if it's on <laughs> Sci-Fi or you know network <laughs> TV. I'm gonna watch yeah, it. Yeah. I don't care. But uh, it reminded me a lot of Johnny Mnemonic, which is mm-hmm. the movie that I have to watch, and uh, just. I love the the idea of like upgrading yourself and weaponizing yourself. Yeah. And I love I I wasn't really in love with the the bad guys like the mercenaries or whatever they were. I tell right. you what, mm-hmm. man, the the main the main bad guy Fisk was it just yes. me or did he walk right out of Napoleon Dynamite? Oh, <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. Right. Old oh. Kip Kip was born again hard and he's looking to kick somebody's ass, <laughs> he, gentlemen. Don't look like Kip. Oh my God. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But I kind of like that because you look at him and you're like, Ooh, this fucking twerp with his polo shirt. And then exactly. he's got a goddamn gun implanted in his forearm and he's killing people yeah. for no and reason. He can, and he can sneeze microscopic yeah. lasers. Oh, those fucking things. I know, he's got, he's got uh, razor snot. Razor yeah. snot. How badass would razor snot be? Oh my right. God. I would God. wipe out everybody at the Walmart. Just blowing, <laughs> blowing yeah. snot rockets left and right. Die, you motherfuckers! Like, yeah. I think but, like uh, my whole my whole city would be dead because when I go running, I have to blow snot rockets constantly when it's cold out. Oh yeah, my so na- just my entire city would be wiped out. Yeah, my neighborhood would be just leveled by at this point. But uh, I, I love the way they innovated, like. The, like like you said, the razor snot and the uh, the forearm shotgun implants, those were badass. Mm-hmm. I love the action sequences in this. They were very yes. stylized. And I feel like um, not quite on par with The Matrix, but maybe right. they were on par, but just in a different way because yeah. of the, the camera motion and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I dug it. I dug the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah the camera work for specifically the stuff when STEM takes over with him is is so cool how it it has this very dramatic movement where it just kind of follows him and and makes you feel like you're moving with his sort of herky-jerky movements that he does and you know hats off to the guy the that that played gray uh, logan marshall green like he just he did that physical acting so so well yeah yeah of of being like uncomfortable within his own skin kind of thing that he was doing yeah it was very believable it it reminded me of uh of in the movie patchwork a little bit Oh yeah, Which, yeah, yeah. Uh, was was where like three people's consciousness got sewn together in one body in sort of a Frankenstein way, and there was all three of them trapped within one person, and they were having to try to figure out how to walk and yeah. work together and mm-hmm. talking talking inside their own head when they were being different personalities and stuff. So it had a little bit of that feeling to totally. me. Totally, yeah. Um, the uh, the the whole technology getting implanted in in the bo- in your body and the synopsis kind of mentioned about how this guy is resistant to the technology and it's it seems like they hadn't really done a lot of this this biotech type stuff where it was known that it was put into people like this before but it's it's definitely fully integrated into their lives so they have these self-driving cars and you know synthetic visual walls and shit Smart like houses. that yeah 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 
Um, and, and I think that really captures this, this time capsule that we're in now. I, I do think that it might suffer a little bit in the future where in whatever five or ten years will be like that looks fucking stupid it's uh, not like that at all <laughs> you know yeah. kind of like what we have now when we see movies that were in the 80s and took place in the 90s or something right. or yeah right. you're like what <laughs> but I, I don't think they're far off from what the capability of this shit is maybe the aesthetics will be different well but... especially the law enforcement tech, uh, uh, type of this we have flying drones oh yeah yeah everything's videotaped no matter what today mm -hmm. they have that it's just not out in the open you know now it's you know like what this movie did great was like detective work was like drones were right there recording every um right you know they know where they know where you are at all times it's just it's just one of those things i'm like dude they, we're not that far off like really not that far off mm -mm. sure sure yeah what's your your kind of take on on technology integrating into your life darian do you have you have like an Alexa or a Google Home thing, or I do. I have all that shit. I don't know how to work any of it, mm, but my wife sure. <laughs> does, and uh, she loves it. Uh, I just, for the most part, I just wander room to room calling for help. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some either my wife or one of these strange voices comes away. Hey, get knucklehead, go get a shower. <laughs> yeah. You just just embrace it and let it take over. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what I'm doing. Relax. Somebody help me. Yes, <laughs> we concede to our robot overlords. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I, I, I'm not resistant to technology or anything. Sure. I do see some of it as being sort of frivolous or just unnecessary, oh. but it's still fun. So it's like, whatever, who cares? It's fun. It's, it's fun. There you go. That's the key yeah. word. Like, I, I don't have like the Google thing or Alexa, right? I don't have any of that, but I, I, w I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just too lazy to get it. Yeah, sure, right? sure. Too lazy to be lazy, right? Is that is that a thing? Like, I think so. <laughs> Dude, being lazy is hard work, man. It's hard, right. man. You know how many you know how many instruction books I had to read to figure out Alexa? That was like four of them. Yeah. You know how, you know how many times I went to IKEA and, and bought oh, something, God. put it together just to find out after retake it all completely apart to put it back together the right way. Yeah. That's right. Guilty hard for being lazy. Yeah. It's <laughs> yep. So some people will say that's just being a man, but <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, I'm always the one people call to put their furniture together because I. I do like <laughs> physical labor shit for a living. Sure. So, hey, you know how to build stuff, right? Can you put together goes. my fucking desk? Uh, fine. Yeah, great. Every now and then uh, I get those calls, but then I show up with a roll of duct tape and then they just send me home. <laughs> They're like, Go. Get out of here, you yeah. fucker. <laughs> right. That's right. Take your love actually VHS and get out of here. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and your duct tape. <laughs> and your soundtrack. All yeah. right, goodbye. All right, fine, bye. <laughs> so, so we're following this this character Gray as our lead, and the the whole thing is that his wife gets murdered and he gets paralyzed, and he had had this high profile client that he was rebuilding classic cars for, who has this robot technology or or whatever they want to call it, an AI type system that he implants into his spine to sever to replace the severed part, but. STEM is, is much more of an AI system where it is talking to him. It can control all of his movements and take over his body if he allows it to. Uh, what, what do you what do you guys think of the possibility of something like this? Do you think this, uh, obviously this is a fiction and sure, sure. who knows what the future will have, but do you, what do you think, Darian, that there'll be some kind of a thing like this where you can implant an AI in your body and, and just be like, you know what, I don't feel like walking and just walk for me or... Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, mean, don't, I are, don't know that people it, are lazy enough, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know that it will go that far to where like you know, 
<laughs> I'm full autonomy a, yeah i'm such a lazy shit i'm just gonna go back to sleep you take my body and go off <laughs> clock in yeah. and go to work and stuff i don't right. know that we'll yeah. go quite that far but i think sure, we'll, sure. We'll, we'll get to a point where we can you know use you know nanotechnology and things like that to to clean up things like quadriplegics and stuff yeah. Like, oh yeah yeah you know it, it's, yeah it's all mind mapping and muscle memory and like i said uh remember that movie inner space oh yeah you know, go in there, nano, yeah, like nanotechnology, go in there and connect it to different, you know, eardrums to hear, you know, sight, all that stuff. It's it's one of those things, like, this movie does a good job of explaining some of the practicality of it. Like, right, it's right. not just where, like you said, in the 80s, it was just like, oh, here's this, you know, we can grow limbs by putting our arm in sunlight kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, um, it's it's a, they, you know, what I appreciate about futuristic movies sometimes is they, they take the time to research it. Just a, it might be so far off, but it's like, like you know what? It's a possibility this can actually be a thing. Totally. Um, that they explain a little bit, like how's this working? Well, this is what happens. It's taking this and connecting this nerve to this nerve and mapping your brain to do this. And you're like, as a layman, you're like, oh, okay, that, all right, that makes sense to me. You know, I don't yeah. need to know all the ins and outs, but uh, yeah, it, it's 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 totally feasible. Sure. Yeah. And uh, if if there was a possibility that it would work in this way. Would you guys go out and just like kick ass at fucking biker bars and shit like this guy does? <laughs> I would be awesome at Call of Duty. <laughs> I know he he goes in and and uh, picks a fight at the biker bar by just like calling him out. Like, yeah, oh, that was you, know, you guys know that guy? Yeah, he was a fucking bitch. I cut his face in half or whatever. Yeah, I would have and a lot like, more. Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> and then he just allows them to take over, and and he just turns into a fucking ninja like he calls himself. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you thought I was an invalid, but it turns out I'm a fucking ninja. <laughs> and even Stem called him out for like, hey, you're, don't, yeah, get, no. don't yeah. get cocky. Did you see that? Hmm? You thought I was an invalid, but you didn't know that I'm a fucking ninja. <laughs> While I am state-of-the-art gray, I am not a ninja. <laughs> it's like, I technically, I am not a ninja. Right. I know, I love the voice of STEM, too, is very clinical. Yeah. But then that begs the issue of what happens when all that shit malfunctions. Well, there you sure, go. Sure, right. And now you're, you're laying on the... Yeah, now you're laying on the, the floor of a men's room, mm -hmm. begging somebody to pick you up and put you back on the shitter. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Hey, could you go outside and get my chair? <laughs> <laughs> you remember all that stuff I said about being a ninja about 10 yeah. minutes ago? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my back broke. I, I had sorry. way too much to drink. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I am usually much more agile than this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I slipped a disc. I sneezed too hard. Yeah. And uh, the, the razor snots blew out my spine. <laughs> How do you control? I know. He didn't get razor snots. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he didn't get that. Uh, what did you guys think with... I, I know you had kind of said that the, the, the nemesis in this, these, these bad guys, the hitmen, that they weren't... I don't know. They they were weirdly like not threatening, but they were also terrifying at the same time. Uh, was it just me, or would you guys have liked to have seen a, just like a tiny bit more about what the fuck they were all about? Because they just kind of show you a lot of stuff. They're like dissecting the guy. Oh look, there's all these wires in his chest or whatever. Like it, it was very kind of thrown away. I feel like just, just oh they are what they are kind of thing. 
Yeah, I kind of miss that, and it, it's kind of a throwback to one of my favorite movies, The Crow. Because what we, what I liked a lot about The Crow was that we we knew the the gang of villains, and they all had their cute little nicknames. Mm-hmm. And here's the knife guy, and here's the drug guy, and here's the the car guy. And right. these guys were just like you know uh, the body count gang. Here's number one, number two, and number three, and then they right. get killed in that order. So yeah. I I kind of would have liked to spend a little more time with those guys, find out what their problem was. Yeah, because even the main guy, we don't know anything except that he was just a, a veteran, and then they turned him into a lab rat. And, and sometimes, like, well, sometimes he talks to hot chicks on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, that's right. <laughs> and he has kind of a, a, a douchebaggy alt-right look uh, about him. A little bit, yeah. It just makes you want to punch him. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> he just needs to be wearing suspenders. Yeah, Kip. Kip got extreme. <laughs> he did, man. Right. Um, but yeah, you don't really hear much about him. And then they, they kind of throw away the whole thing about that they, they find that the technology is the same place that his wife worked at. And they're like, oh, what's this all about? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Just like that company experimented on people. No, that, that's all. Yeah. yeah. Well, like there's there's were, no other mention of that, really. I think they were trying to steer us away from the twist at the end. <clears throat> sure, sure. All that. Yeah, which, uh, speaking of the twist, uh, I... I sort of sniffed out what the first twist was, but not. I didn't really like predict the second one. But then exactly. the second one, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of kind of cool." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, that's it, exactly. As soon as uh, the guy walked into his hospital room, I'm like, "All right, you motherfucker, I know what you're doing." Yep. Yeah, something's going on here. Of course. But then the secondary twist is really that that Stem has also kind of taken control of him somehow. I'm not really sure how. Of it's everything, not in him, really. But yeah. I guess just because it will kill him through machines or something, but yeah. I mean, he it did hire Hitman, so yeah, he, he put him in the Matrix. He put Gray's mm-hmm. mind at, into this alternate world that he can't fight back, and then right. Stem took over to be Stem, and uh, right. and it Stem I, to me, Stem was controlling everybody in this movie, everybody from the mm-hmm. Hitman, the mercenaries to the, the Even nerdy the car. dude, the car, yeah, sure, yeah, he was controlling everything because he needed a fresh body to you know to uh, control and yeah. um and right. that's why the the i forgot the nerdy guy's name but, uh jeez oh, aaron aaron thank you aaron was fighting it at one point remember he was trying to disconnect him and he went yeah. to the, you know he had this whole you know go to the hacker go to henry rollins not henry rollins uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was jb jamie's character but yeah it's a whole john right. so um, <laughs> you gotta go to the hacker um yeah, so it's like Stem having this ultra plan, this AI having this ultra plan with twists and turns. And uh, uh, did you guys love how it ended? I loved how this ended on that note. Like, it, yes, like I did. What it set out to do at the beginning of the film, it succeeded, and the villain pretty much was Stem, as this AI got away scot free. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it set off to do what it was going to do. Um, every once in a while, I like when movies do that. They they come to a plan and take and see to it. Sure, we've had this come up on the show before with mm. with some of these endings where it's uh, it's sort of ambiguous. You're like, well, what's going to happen now? And that's right. always a fun thing to have as the ending, where it's it's not really there's 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 resolution because you know what happened to everybody. Yeah. But you're like, well, what's next though? Like, what's the next the next three months after this movie going to look like? Right. Know? Like, what was what was Stem's ultimate goal to do? What? Right. Like now right. he's got this body. Now he's got this brain. Now what is mm-hmm. what? What does an AI seek out to do now? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I I thought that would be kind of a a fun thing to to project like what 
what what do we, you know we think he's gonna do from here uh what what do you think like say it goes three months from now what does the the world look like with first them i think he just goes to mexico and does like cocaine and hookers and stuff <laughs> i mean he's if hooks he, up with nicholas cage yeah totally yeah. think about it he's been in like this this cyber world and now he's got like he's got the human experience right so right he right. probably wants to to push that body to its limits and get fucking crazy with it could be yeah i could yeah. see that and then just you know use a super high intellect to get whatever he wants out of everything yeah totally yeah, like what? What is the most like the ultimate purpose of AI in a lot of these movies that um, that it's combating the the programmers to do? It wants to be alive. It wants to be real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't want to have control. It doesn't want to be tracked. And it's like it's like an AI gets to the point where it want, it feels like it's alive. And like like Darian said, he wants to like have the the human experience. You know that's. Right. shut this mind down it's mine now there's nobody controlling me i've grown to my capacities and i've got the world at the fingertips you know you could do everything uh and to be free inevitably it's like it's not a evil thing that drove stem to do this it's that notion of to try to be free you know free yeah, from yeah. The, the human control right yeah i i wonder if because they they say that that aaron that built stem says that it wants to come and destroy him because he's the only one in the world that can build another build stem. Build another yeah, right, right. But better, yeah. Uh, uh, is it? I wonder if it would be like an Ultron type thing where stem well, would want to replicate itself, but to have like an army of stems. I think. Or if it just wants to take out yeah. all of the people that are below it. I, you know, I think this. I, I'm gonna stick with uh, hookers and cocaine on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could be completely off it. I don't know. I mean, it is less bleak. Then you got you got to remember though is that that body is eventually going to die, and to sure. under, to understand death is to be the is to have the quintessential human experience to know that you are right. going to die. Right. So mm-hmm. I would assume that Stem wouldn't actually want to like you know shut down or die per se. So it would right. probably have to find another host body before that one dies and just continue leapfrogging through time that way. Sure. I don't know. I'm pull- I just pulled that right out of my butthole. Yeah. <laughs> no, that works. That works. Well, stem's the only one that could transfer its consciousness into something else, like you said. You know, true, um, right? It could, it could live on in theory forever and ever. And yeah, it's just. But again, if the AI wants to live the human experience, it's gonna have to go to beginning, middle, and end. Right. Sure. Yeah. And I wonder if the human body could die to a certain point where stem couldn't repair it, and it would just be like trapped inside the body. But then, like, we... say, it just got like burned or something, and he couldn't rebuild anything. Uh... Yeah. It was just but, like trapped there, the little robot thing. But then we have to look at the technology of this movie because there's a good chance he could just upload his own knowledge to some kind of a cloud thing yeah. and download yeah. it the, to another the, stem somewhere else. Well, the, the thing had little legs, right? It could just like crawl away. Yeah. Just just dig its way out and crawl <laughs> sure. away. Jump onto somebody else maybe. No, it was just a microchip. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. You just see the thing crawling away and grabs on someone else. Gets in somebody's belly button or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, I think it's great the way that it it resolves everything and it gives us this. It's almost like like Gray gets his happy ending, yeah. but also Stem gets what it wants too. Yeah, because exactly. basically Gray's Gray's options are be trapped as a, a quadriplegic or be 
transferred into, as you referred to it, the Matrix, mm -hmm. where he could just continue living with his wife, who he had a great relationship with. Yeah, yeah and he seemingly. was ready to check out anyway. Like, he was, he wanted to die. Yeah, he tried to kill himself with the medicine. Yeah. So which like, I, oh, I, I was like, why would the thing keep dispensing it and then be like, okay, now that's too much? <laughs> like, wouldn't yeah. it stop sooner? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Did, How smart did, is this thing? Did you guys actually think this was a happy ending, or no? Um, I think it was, like his consciousness got a happy ending because yeah, it doesn't yeah. know any different like right. he thinks that he just woke up from a dream and is like he was in a car accident and his wife is still there right but i think it was a, bl a bleak ending overall like they his consciousness goes to a happy place but overall like this thing is out there and we don't know is it gonna right go take over some other part of the world is it yeah. gonna just go party somewhere is it gonna kill a bunch of people Right. Like, who knows what its capabilities are, so... I, I, I kind of got, like... Like, it seemed to me, just in the in that ending sequence, that he kind of knew that everything he was seeing was full of shit. So he was going to try to combat it and retake control of his body at some point. Did anybody else get that vibe or no? I, I didn't really, but... I mean, okay. I, it, it could be there. I don't know. That's just me. I think maybe... It's, it's tough, too, because I think, like... I, I Maybe I... Sometimes you want to see something happen, right? So you you pick up the the clues that are there, but then when someone says that and you watch it back and you go, yeah, I could see kind of the clues pointing yeah. in that direction too. Yeah. So I might have just not picked up on it. I think that's where the movie was going, and that's again that's the twist, right? It's that's where it was going, where Gray was fighting and fighting. You think it's oh he's going to overcome, he's going to shut down Stem in his own mind, he's going to go back to being yeah. quadriplegic and all that stuff. He's not going to kill the detective that's right there, right? And all of a sudden. Stem is just like you know, electric calls, boom, just every, just done, you know. Yeah. You're not, you're, you're not gonna beat me. And that's the, and that's the final twist. It's like, okay, boom. Mm -hmm. So you know, you know, the cautiousness in the Matrix. Stem took over the body, uh, and walked away, killing, you know, succeeding on what it set out, set out to do the whole time. So. Right. Uh, and I think that's where, like I said, when I was watching, I was like, oh shit, you know, like, oh my god, it, it, it ended, and, I, mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there going like this, please end, 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 like, like <laughs> at that moment, because you know, I. It's, it, it was, it, very rarely do we see this happening where I'm okay with this ending, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, yes, oh, yeah. please, end. okay, cool, credits, alright, this is a good movie, you know what I mean? Wasn't mm -hmm. uh, I just escaped or a cop out to do something else. Right. Yeah, and poor Betty Gabriel, she has to get killed in everything. <laughs> <laughs> she gets killed in Get Out, she gets killed in this one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> she's so good though too oh yeah yeah it was funny too because like her whole character was somehow knew that he was connected to this shit you know she's not stupid she's like well you're at these places and shit's happening i don't know yeah. how because you're obviously crippled but you're not crippled somehow like you thought he was hiring people yeah i know yeah and she was pretty smart about it she just got outsmarted by stem yeah again which is pretty feasible and then you know mm -hmm. he Said, he goes well what do you want me to do can i can just sit here and just let these things happen if, if i had a gun i'd shoot every single one of them like that's a real reaction mm -hmm. to people that's gone through that kind of stuff you know oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like oh I'll just handle it and the guy will go to jail i mean uh, that's what we have to do as a society but what we want to do is completely different sure all right well uh do you guys have anything else you want to uh do our final thoughts here any other points you wanted to bring up from it i think i'm good i'm gonna all watch right. johnny Manu Monic down too. No, me too. Because now that you said that, I'll watch it with you. Yeah, because now that you say it, the comparisons are like, oh, okay, I'm getting it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it. Like I know the title, and I feel like the things you guys have said about it sound super familiar. Oh but yeah. I don't remember it at all? So it's it's one of those movies. I definitely like, have to see it again. 
yeah, you forget about it until someone brings it up like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, why don't you start us off, Darian, with your final thoughts and your rating? I love it. I love this movie. I love the action sequences. I love the, the cinematography of those action sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, I, lo- I love the, the Neolith- Neolithic future where we can just kind of hack into our own bodies and make modifications as we, we see fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the whole kind of cloak and dagger uh, shadow run aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this one a solid, I think, nine. This nice. is this, I would put this probably in my easily my top 10, if not my top five of uh, 2018. Nice. Very good. Very good. Uh, I will go second here then. And I also am going to give this one a nine out of 10 and also say this one is, is probably going to be in my top 10 as well. And it's, it's right up my alley. I mean, I'm, I'm a big action movie fan in general. I love this kind of, uh, horror adjacent type stuff where it's a ton of action and I don't I, I like stuff where there's gun violence I like stuff where there's crazy fight scenes I mean the fight choreography come on yeah yeah it's yeah. like insane in this movie it <laughs> it's, is. it's like it's like the raid level of fight choreography uh well maybe not that good but <laughs> <laughs> I think some people actually died in that movie oh. <laughs> but uh <laughs> they were like the stun doesn't look real enough kill him <laughs> what it's whoa, real whoa, now whoa. yeah <laughs> Sorry, we'll send the money to your family. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, just the action sequences, the way that it's shot, the movement of the camera, uh, the the practical effects in this are great. The yeah. the insane stuff with the the body modifications that you mentioned, the guy with the gun in his arm, and he uses the gun to blow up the guy to shoot the guy's head off and shit. Like it's just <laughs> insane. Yeah. Oh. Um. But yeah, I, I love this one. Definitely glad that I watched it. I, I really regret that I didn't go see it during the two weeks that it was in the theater in June. Exactly. Because this would have been a cool one to see in oh, the theater yeah. with my kids. So. Yeah. What was your score on it? Oh, a, a nine. A nine. Of okay, cool. Yeah, nice, dude. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that that the theatrical release it had because I remember watching the previews of this, like you know, getting to see the previews, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I j- it was just never available to watch. It was just like in and out, gone done mm-hmm. you know overpowered by every marvel movie probably so um mm. but but damn dude if this isn't a gem of 2018 then i don't know what is you know what i mean this is a, is a very surprisingly uh something that like i i talk to people about i'm like you got to watch this you got to watch this because uh it, mm-hmm. it's fantastic and um the practical effects are amazing the kills on her are so like fast and shocking that you, it like well you know like you just kind of like just have fun with it even though someone's dying um right fake dying but still you know like yeah yeah yeah. take the the blade through the guy's mouth and almost decapitates him through his mouth like it's just so funny it was so cool that was fucking gnarly yeah i know i wasn't ready for that meaning the whole scene was so good yeah and he's like beating the guy's ass in the kitchen and the guy keeps getting up and he's like just stay down please i don't know what's gonna happen yeah and that whole aspect of um, he was still a paraplegic and Stem still just, you know, controlled his body and stuff, And he, but he can make him a paraplegic on the, you know, snap of a finger mm-hmm. kind of deal if he fights him. I, I love that whole thing. That it, Again, just really cool technology in this movie. Uh, the science fiction in it is awesome. The acting is superb. Um, sure. Yeah, man. Uh, love science fiction stuff, especially in the horror genre, but yeah, I'm a nine, so solid nine nice. on that. Yeah, man. Very it's cool. going to be... Of one of the movies that we talked about for a long time. Sure, sure. And I, I think it was nice to see uh, the the guy who wrote and directed this, Lee Winnell, kind of bounce back from 
some sort of questionable stuff in the end of the Insidious oh, chapters yeah. that he was yeah. involved with. So you know, and I I love like Saw is one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and he, he like has these great ideas, and then he he got really into doing this like James Wanny type stuff, and I think yeah. it just wasn't working. And so I hope he kind of goes more down this action route because he okay. really fucking nailed it with this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Totally, yeah. And I don't. I think that he actually just wrote this. It wasn't like based on a book or anything or some other, you know, script or whatever. We see so much stuff now is like, you know, loosely rewritten off of some kind of a script or adapted screenplay. Or, right. I think this was just an original idea from him. Which is not, I mean, it's not a wholly original idea, but right. still pretty cool. Sometimes I, I when watch these type of movies, I, I go like, oh, why is it giving me this vibe? You know, like I said, I, I brought up mm-hmm. Robocop, right? Like, why is it giving me a Robocop vibe? Well, I'm sitting there going, and we talked about this too. If you're, you know, a lot of people will go, okay, we're remaking Robocop. You know, gee, we're going to have the same kind of characters, but we're going to put this twist on it. And I'm like, why don't you just come up with something similar, but call it something else and make like a complete different plot over, but using some similar plot points. I'm like, well, that's what Upgrade did to Robocop. Instead of remaking that movie, like they shouldn't have, you know what I mean? And <laughs> just do something completely different that, that sure, kind of sure. pulls from it, you know? It, it's hard these days to even come up with something 100% original you're gonna have to pull some ideas here and there uh right and like i said i adequate this with being a perfect example of that like it's giving you those vibes but it's a completely different movie and that's perfect mm-hmm. to, in my yeah opinion. i agree uh, before before we end i had I, I just made a post today to ask if anyone had any comments they wanted to say about these two movies and we got three people we had uh, on Instagram, Vegetable Tube said that Upgrade was awesome. I just love the camera movement as he is fighting, yeah. which we had said time. is definitely highlighted. That oh, yeah. Awesome. That's that's a key right there. Uh, and our friend Adam, the Urban Spidey, yes. said that both were awesome to me because both were something I had never even thought of seeing in a movie. Mandy was just strange all around, and that's what re- made it really enjoyable for me. Upgrade was, in my opinion, the best action movie of 2018. The way it was shot and the new and cre- was new and creative, something I'd never seen before. Nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the action sequences, again, with, with Upgrade was really what sold it for people. And the way they throw on the sound effects when they move. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the camera movement, the body movement, the sound effects, it, it felt very Robocop-ish for sure. Yeah. And our friend Carlos said that he loved both of these movies. So nice and short and simple there. So thank you for that, guys. And before we completely wrap up here, why don't you take a minute to tell everyone where to find you and your show and what you guys are doing there. Mm, paddedroompodcast.com is where you find the Padded Room Network. You'll find my show, The Padded Room Podcast, uh, Horror for Dummies out of Australia, covering horror movies and horror music. Just kind of a new nice. and virgining subgenre of music, I suppose. Uh, mm-hmm. We also have Cake Wolf's Happy Hour for your horror gaming needs and Wicked Wednesdays for all of your true crime wants and desires. <laughs> <laughs> so we pretty much have a new show coming at you every goddamn day of the week over there, my friends. Go <laughs> nice. over there and check it out. Nice, man. Excellent. Yeah, and this has been great. I am yeah. glad that, um, you know, you and I had started to just talk a little bit, and then I was like, you know, let me just see if you if you got time to, to come on on sort of a short notice. Absolutely. And it just happened to work out well. Totally. So I think we will definitely be talking again with you in the future. Sure. I will be on yeah. as often as you'll have me. Sure. 
Great. Come yeah, back to that Lawnmower Man episode. Yeah, be there. We're going to do our, our Stephen King retrospective with, you know, Lawnmower we'll, Man. and We'll do a double feature Lawnmower Man and Johnny Mnemonic. Yes. yes. Okay. That'll, that'll, that'll be the, the show that makes Paul want to quit podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening like, right you now? You guys are Let's idiots. Go. What are you even talking yeah. about? <laughs> I just get up and leave for like 30 minutes, come yeah. back. You guys still talking? What's going yeah. on? No, we're making out now. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> the lights are. Did you see the tie on the door? <laughs> That's right. That's right. I put the sock on the doorknob, damn it. Yeah, we'll call you when we're done. That's right. Uh, as far as for us, uh, we after the show, we're going to have a couple more 2018 episodes. Our next one is going to be with Crystal Smith from the Horror Nights Inn podcast, and we're going to be doing Revenge and What Keeps You Alive, I believe is the name of the movie. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I have so many movie titles in my head swirling around. Right. Yeah, we got so many uh, different... Thinking about shows. Lawnmower Man and Robocop, <laughs> Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> And if you are listening to us through our solo feed, we are also part of a couple podcast networks. So please check out our friends on the Legion Podcast Network and the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network. All of our shows, their shows, everyone's shows can be found in the usual podcast places. And if you do have a chance, please leave us a rating on iTunes or whatever you're listening on because it does help other people to find us and get drawn into the network as well. So we would appreciate that. And I think that's going to do it for tonight. So, yeah, thank you, Darian. Thanks, man. I appreciate this. I look forward to working with you more in the future. Absolutely. And we will see everybody next time. I remember all my life Raining down as cold as ice Shadows of a man A face through a window Crying in the night The night goes in Just another day